I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. This week, we sit down with Brittany. She's got a mystery disease. Let's talk about it. Over bars in Toronto. That that that, that but, is a thing. But I've yeah I've really they, yeah that, they like, keep all the young riffraff. They're like we don't want all those young shitheads coming in here ruining our clientele's time. It's definitely not because everyone's so ripe it, and mature at twenty one. Here's it. Here's at Fairfax, a thing. It's not. It might here, be. But anyway, here, carry on. Here's another thing. Um, who gives a fuck? Uh, let's <laughs> yeah. talk about uh, Brittany's mystery disease. Okay. Yeah. So. So, how old are you, Brittany? Um, well, I feel I totally lied to you. I'm 32, but I totally ah, you said 30 in the yeah, application. I did. I did. Why did you do that? I have weird mortality issues about the age of 32, so I've just started lying about it. Oh yeah, really? Like, What's up with that? I don't know. I think I've just like kind of been sick my whole entire life, and I'm, they've never really been able to figure out what was going on. And I always felt like 32 was like my point of no return, where like I'd be in serious trouble. Oh really? Yeah. So, is there any any Basis for that, or I don't is that, think or you so. Just it's just of, like me and my intuition, or something. Right. I don't think there's any basis for that. I've just sort of like felt my body progressively get worse, and I was like, oh, I, I guess we we'll go get, at this rate. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get we'll get to your illness, but yeah. I'm actually really curious about this. So, yeah, you, um, I guess, like, has a doctor ever said anything to you about? Not Le- at all. Nothing no. about life expectancy. Not at like, all. Okay. No. All right. Interesting. No. You just feel like eh, I have like throughout my life I've had these sort of like weird age markers. Like I felt like twenty seven was my really appropriate time to try and get help for things. And when that didn't happen, I was like, Oh Are you like are you into <laughs> like uh voodoo and stuff like that? I don't uh, know. <laughs> I'm wondering um, yeah. why. Yeah. I'm, just I'm because it seems with where like this is gonna go. it seems like like something that I don't know, like magic might be something that would lead you to believe totally. something like that. I feel like the I key word that, in that previous sentence yeah. was I don't know. When you said I don't know, I feel like that was the, the <laughs> I think the word you were looking for was superstitions. Well, this like is, do you carry any yeah. superstitions? No, around? it's not because nope. okay. I'm wondering well, if I try to give you an out there, Brad. <laughs> no, because I'm just or you can just let me get to my point and then I will not need an out because Please. my point is so profound. <laughs> Please do. Um, oh, the most profound. The most profound. <laughs> Big league. Big league profound. That's Donald Trump. <laughs> All right, come on. Get, get uh, it over with that ombre. Let's go. <laughs> so I'm just wondering if, if, if it is magic because you said that you're 30 and now I'm wondering if you're going to be 30 for the rest of your life. I'll definitely ride it up for a little while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to like eventually be like, okay, now that I'm like. I'm just bad at lying, so I usually come, come clean on it. You did come clean with that very quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's, let's talk about it then. You're, you're 32. Yeah. At what point in your life did uh, you start to notice that things are a little different? Um, kind of for as long as I can remember, to be honest. Uh, like as a kid growing up, I just sort of had like a few weird things, like where I just get sick more often than normal. Or um, like when I was a kid, when I was five, I had my tonsils and my adenoids removed because they were just like massively deformed. So I just like I always had these weird 
things growing up. I would say that I realized it was a problem when I was probably about 10 or 11. Were you a really like nasally kid? Yeah. 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 My niece, uh, she had to have her adenoids out too. And and man, it really was the sweetest. It was the cutest thing in the fucking world just hearing her talk. (laughs) Like like, raspy voice. Well, it wasn't raspy. It was like, "Uh, Papa, like she would (laughs) talk like this. And it's just like this little kind of raspy, not raspy, but like a nasally voice. Yeah. <laughs> but then the poor, poor little muffin, she had she had a hard time sleeping. Like like her, oh, you know, she'd like kind of choke God. on her yeah, in her sleep. Yeah, that's what would happen to me too. And it was yeah. like making me deaf as well. Like I, my oh, hear, it was wow. affecting Whoa, my crazy. hearing just because I, I was like, you know, I was a five-year-old child and I had like the tonsils and adenoids of like a 30-year-old man or something. Wow, so they yeah. were just like. Way too big for me. Oh, tricky. Crazy. Okay. Yeah, which I feel like probably is part of mm-hmm. <laughs> what's going on. But mm-hmm. um, at this point, it's just so complicated that it's hard to say. So, uh, like drawing drawing a parallel um, when you when you wrote <laughs> when you wrote into us. Yeah. That was like, man, maybe the day after, possibly even the night. Of our a live show that we just did, yeah, um, with which, Craig uh, Mack. which with a guy named Craig Mack, um, and we didn't release it to the public. We did, we do our, our live shows. We just released to our to people that uh, Patreon supporters for us. Yeah, um, <clears throat> and he has a mystery disease. It has, really? it has no name. Yeah. you know, it's but but what they do know is they've kind of they know like they kind of know what's happening in his body. They're going, well, yeah. this is happening in there and this is happening in there and it's, we kind of think that this and that is connected. Is there any sense of that for yes. you without, without a name yes. and without precedence? Yes, of this? absolutely. Like, I'm at least getting recognition that like, yeah, there's something really strange going on with her and um, it's obviously very rare. Like, yeah. I, I have quite a large team of medical professionals that I work with and they they very much recognize that there's something incredibly strange and unique going on with me, which I is only sort of been a recent development. Actually, I'd say only oh, okay. like the last few years it, I've been that. I went for like a good 15 years with like no one really. Yeah, and you were you were also saying that you know going through this and this might be head, hopping a little far forward, but I think it's it's worth noting pretty early on. Um, you know, you have this like you're dealing with this mystery ailment mm-hmm. that isn't like in 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 uh, Craig Mack's case, it's very specific to about one kind of um, system in his body. His yeah. his muscular system kind of just shuts down. Yeah, uh, and that's and that's a very consistent thing that happens to him, and and that's that's pretty much it, right? Yeah. Whereas with you, all systems, your compromise. whole body is just. Mm-hmm. Completely fucking going apeshit. Yeah. Like it's it's going. Yeah. It's uh, when I read your your application, a part of me was like, "This is unbelievable." Not not in like is. not in like yeah. uh, I don't believe her, yeah, but yeah. I I mean truly unbelievable. Like it's yeah. And I think people don't realize that like uh, there are so many sort of medical mysteries that are still happening. Like I guess people think that because I have so many, like I do so many tests and I've got so many doctors and stuff that they would have been able to figure it out by now, but, um, they haven't and it's not for lack of trying, you know? So then what, what are some of these symptoms? Because like me sitting here looking at you, there's like absolutely nothing that looks abnormal. It's tricky, right? To, to me, but like what, yeah. so what are some of the symptoms? Um, like I think it's, it started off when I was a kid, mostly with like digestive issues like that. That was the big thing. I just like had diarrhea all the time, like mm-hmm. nonstop everywhere I went. Like Taylor's dog. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't have, 
Okay. Just yeah. when he poops I mean, in places happens, he's not supposed to. It happens to everyone. It's true, but yeah. more frequently to me. He's um, on a good, he's on a good food now. He okay. eats my cat's food a lot though when he comes over, so he has diarrhea. Taylor also feeds him diarrhea, so that doesn't help either. No. <laughs> you're you're yeah. not eating cat food, right? No. <laughs> okay. No. Right. No. Got that one out of my diet. Right. Now we, we've crossed out one possibility. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely not yeah. cat food. Yeah. We'll get to the bottom of this by the end of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're experiencing a lot of diarrhea as yeah. a child. Yeah. The adenoids was one thing. Yeah. Just um, like recurrent infections. That yeah. It just happened often. It would just take me longer to sort of recover from things. Um, when I like started hitting puberty and stuff, it was more apparent that there was like endocrine stuff going on because my hormones were just like a bit crazy. Like I, I developed really early, but I never got my period and that like totally confused Never, me. never? Um, I mean, I, no, not never, never. I'd say probably in my lifetime, it's been like uh, 20 times or something. What? Yeah. 20 times? Like you've yeah. only had your period 20 times? Pretty much. Yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah. I mean, I don't count the times where it's like been medically induced. Um, right. But like on my own, my body doing it on my own, probably you, only like you've, wow. times. Wow. You've had to have your period med- medically induced? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for a while I just was like, no, hormones are bad for me. I'm not going to take any medication or whatever. And then I, they were like, I like went for like four years without having my period. And then, and then they told me, they're like, well. Like you can get cancer, or you can get your period. So I was like, "All oh, right." No, well, that was a, that was going to be a question that I was going to ask. Do that. Those yeah. are the those are the dangers of just not having yeah. your period. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Yeah, right. That's, they, that's what, what they, told they really you, told me that yeah. you could develop a cancer. But it just puts me at higher risk for uh, other other things. But when you were on the hormones, you were did you start to have regular periods, or was it actually like you know? I mean, they then? just put me like you know standard teenage stuff, birth control pill. Yeah. Um, and then then I guess I did. They were painful and stuff, but um, I had them at least. Mm. Um, as I got older, it sort of got worse. Where like sometimes the hormones weren't enough to sort of like put me into it. But wow. do you do you um, have a do you have a lot of faith? In in your medical team because it sounds no, no. <laughs> you don't even have to finish no. well, yeah and no. and I guess the reason why I ask is because um, you kind of just said there like I I guess uh, when talking about the medically induced yeah. period you're like I well I guess that's what they told me kind of like oh I trust them because they're doctors and they know but also I, you I have know. this yeah yeah well, I mean oh. you have this like undiagnosed thing going on every so. now and then I have moments of trust in them where I'm like okay they're actually like they're on this they're looking out for me and then and then they'll think they'll be on to something and then the, it'll, it won't turn out to be what they're thinking of and then they, they just totally shut down too right yeah I guess I really so. just kind of wonder about it because a lot of the people that we talk to on the podcast um have something that has been diagnosed, right? So, yeah. and I've they, had like lots of secondary diagnoses. Okay. Like I have polycystic ovarian syndrome and like really severe endometriosis. <clears throat> I have um, my heart's enlarged. Um, I get like recurrent meningitis. I like I've got lots of secondary things, that, but we don't know why these things are happening. Right. right. So, so what what are some more of the primary things? Like some of the, some more of the big things. Yeah, I mean, that's that's honestly, like, every time I see my internist anyways, they always ask me, like, okay, what's what's bugging you most today? And I almost never have the same answer for them. Because, like, sometimes it's, like, totally digestive stuff where, like, I can't eat without getting sick. Or, mm. um, like, I'm having diarrhea that's so severe I can't, like, lose the ability to walk. Like, my legs go all numb Jesus. and stuff. Yeah, it's terrible. Like, during, like... Yeah, uh, like, yeah. Uh, and for, like, a few hours afterwards. Oh, my God. Yeah. And is it something that puts you into, like... Um, like, are you are you moving your bowels so consistently and so 
so so much that you're like you're you're developing uh, dehydration and stuff like oh, that. Oh, totally. I mean, uh-huh. I also have to take diuretics because my blood pressure is too high. So like that also makes it hard to um, stay hydrated. Uh, man, oh man, that's yeah. There's, there's yeah. like a wow. lot. It's so it's so hard like for me to even sit down and do this because there's so much. Like even mm-hmm. when every time I meet a new doctor, it's it's. Like, I can just see them get really overwhelmed. <laughs> They're just like, Come Yeah, on. and, like, it's awful because they make you see the residents first. And, yeah. and like, these... <laughs> and these the residents are like, like, they never taught me about this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they're just, like, I can just, like, they go all pale and shit. Like, they, they, don't, they don't know what to do or, like, where to even start. And, like, sometimes I forget to tell them things that are, like, really important. Like, yeah. I had an appointment last week and I've, like, been having bad chest pain lately and I forgot to mention it. Like, I, th- we just started talking about something else and I got home and I was like, shit, I probably should have told them about that. But, like, how do you even like, know what's important I when know. you have so much right. stuff going on and you're not a doctor yourself? I know. And I sort of just, I sort of just go on, like, what's bothering me the most <laughs> right. at the time. But it, it really does change. Like, sometimes... Um, like my kidneys really hurt and I'll just like be pissing blood all the time. And like, that's like, okay, uh, let's, let's hold on, hold on. Let's <laughs> this is re- re- mind yeah, blowing. Re- rewind, rewind. So yeah, yeah. pissing blood all the time. Yeah. Let's get specific there. Like, um, <clears throat> it starts and it goes for what, like a, like a week pissing blood or it's like, been, no, it, it's actually been better over the last, like since I got started taking blood pressure medication, it's gotten a lot better, but I went for years with like almost every, Every time I peed, there was oh. visible blood in my urine. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, and they like just couldn't figure out where it was coming from, and oh, so they were just geez. like, "Well, we don't know." But meanwhile, this is like it's very alarming to see, right? Yeah, so, oh, yeah. Every time that happens, and they're just telling me, "Well, like, it must not be that bad because we don't know what it is." I'm like, "How can this not be that bad?" And and, my kidneys really hurt. And, and they're not saying that there's like a that like there's they can't see any cause and effect for this. No, for I this. mean like I I have had kidney stones, but like when I've you know, gone into the emerge or whatever because it was too bad. Um, they've never been able to find anything. Sometimes, like one of my kidneys will just be swollen, but they still like don't know why. And they're like, "Well, just follow up with your doctor." And then my doctor's like, "We don't know." Oh, so, so how often? How <laughs> often are you going to the doctor then? Um, like, are we including like emergency visits or just like checkups with? Well, do you have, so, I mean, they, I guess it sounds like they're studying, at least trying to figure out what's going on. So, like, do you have a regular routine? I mean, I guess technically I'm supposed to see, like, each of my specialists every six months, and then there's usually, like, tests and other visits that go around that, and, but there's always stuff that comes up in between, like, I don't know, the past month I've had at least one appointment a week. Okay, like and then and then how many emergency appointments? Oh, a week. Yeah, um, I try. Uh, like, I will only bring myself to emerge if I'm like really concerned that I'm like on the brink of dying or something or doing something right. very seriously wrong to one of my major organs. Like, I I hate emerge. All they do for me in there, because I'm so complicated, is just like give me fluids and pain meds and tell me to follow up with my doctors. And then my doctors like, we don't know what's going on. Go to emerge. And so I kind of just get cycled around a lot. Right. Um, Cause I'm so, like, I, I don't mean to be, I don't mean this to be insensitive, yeah, no, <clears throat> but I didn't mean to say follow that with yeah. but because then, be like, then it sounds Let's like because then it sounds like I will be. <laughs> <laughs> um, it sounds like you you are what a hypochondriac would be if they were right every time they thought they were sick. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. yeah. It, no, it, I know. Which right. is which is fun, which sucks. Like yeah. that's like. It sounds like an absolute fucking nightmare. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it is. Porn, Satan, drugs, therapy. 
It's not just the list of what I'm up to this weekend. I'm comedian Kiki Anderson, and those are just a handful of the taboo topics I've poked and prodded at so far on my podcast, Indecent, the show where we peel at the wallpaper of polite society. Each episode digs into the dark underbelly of our culture to dissect the things we aren't allowed to talk about around the dinner table, featuring conversations with comedians, activists, journalists, academics. They all help me figure out the who, what, and why behind what is and isn't acceptable behavior. Indecent with Kiki Anderson, where NSFW meets LMAO. So, like, is there any possibility that you just have, you are just the most prone person in the world to individual illnesses? Yeah, and that's something that they sort of go on and on. Like, is it a one unifying thing that's causing all these issues, or do they just have, like, multiple separate issues because of shitty luck or shitty DNA or something like that? Luck, that would be the worst luck. I hope it's it's (laughs) not down to luck. Um, in your application, you, you also mentioned that you went through this period and I'm just fascinated about this just because it's one of those things that you never hear about. Like, sure. I've heard about people pissing blood yeah. and sure. I've heard about people get, like experiencing like severe period pain and, and really bad diarrhea. I've never heard of, uh, I've heard of once and it was something like that I saw online once of a video, but you said that you went through a period of your life where you were just randomly having orgasms. Oh, yeah. What the fuck is that? Yeah, well, I mean, endocrine issues, like, your hormone system is so incredibly complicated, and, like, something can be off in one part of your body that's actually causing problems in a totally different one. So at the time, we, I was on medication to try and induce my periods because I hadn't had them for a really long time, and I was also taking medication uh, to lower my blood sugar, like, for diabetics, metformin or whatever. And... It just, I think it just turned out that my body got into this weird state where I had hormones that I wasn't experiencing or hadn't had before, and it was just at different levels that I wasn't used to experiencing. So, yeah, like, my genitals got super swollen, and I was just, like, very sensitive. (laughs) So just, like, sitting or, like, standing up and sitting down? or, or like, wearing clothes that were too tight. And was was it, like, like, immediate? Like No, it almost felt like... Like, I was just, like, about to orgasm at all times, and so, like... You're just, like, afraid to move. Pretty much. Fuck, if I move, I might... And, like, for a while, like, the first week or so, I thought it was kind of funny. Um, Yeah. Well, yeah. Right, yeah. (laughs) You know? As you would. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I wasn't working at the time. I had that week off for some reason, so I just, like, sat at home and masturbated or something. Yeah. All the time. (laughs) And then then it turned out to actually make things worse, like, the more I stimulated things, and it would just, like, feed into that hormone cycle <laughs> right. a lot, oh, wow. lot more. So once I like had to go back, it lasted probably about three weeks in total. And once once I like started going back to work, it got very difficult. Yeah, <laughs> so I think it's like, important to talk. It's important. I think it's important <laughs> to talk about how that can go to a place where you're just like, this is not cool anymore. Because there's probably a lot yeah, of people that would hear... Yeah, and it was painful. Like, yeah. you get very uncomfortable after I'm sure there's a, a lot of people like, that hear that initially and go like, sweet, that would be I awesome. asked my fucking doctors. I told them he, he made some joke about like, oh, most people would want that. I'm like, that's yeah. like, you're like really not supposed to say yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> he like wink, winks and like yeah. points, like oh, does yeah. a finger oh, gun yeah. or something. Oh, I'm, no. like, I'm like in tears because I'm going crazy over here. Oh, no, not the right thing to say. Um, Brittany, you just you just mentioned that you said like you had three weeks off of work or whatever during yeah. that time, and I was wondering if you like how you kind of have a schedule of 
of working or or like earlier in your life when you were going to school? Like, how do you balance that stuff with all of these different medical it's appointments? It's always just and- like been super super hard. Like, I was in university for I, I spent years in university, but I, I like dropped out my last semester, um, and it was just always really difficult for me um, for like a number of reasons. Just sitting there for that long could get really physically uncomfortable for me, and I'm constantly feeling sick. Or if I do catch the flu, then I'm out for like a few weeks, not like Mm. just a couple of days. So I I don't, I think that's where those are those moments when I actually realize that I like have a disability where it's like, no, like my body's not letting me do this. Um, I think now I'm, I'm lucky that the last many years I've worked with a really, really great supportive environment that are super flexible for me going to appointments and um, just giving me time off when I need it. What do you do for Um, work? I, I, I work in research. Um, I actually, I, I work with women's health for the most part. So, okay, um, cool. yeah, yeah. I interview sex workers for a living. Oh, that's wow. interesting. That's a yeah, it job. Is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What kind of research uh, are you guys doing, like on that, um, in that field? A lot, really. I mean, we were sort of involved in in. Uh, in changing the laws around prostitution in Canada, so right. they used a lot of our data to sort of help prove that the former former laws that were in place were really ineffective and creating really dangerous situations for people. Um, was it Bill C fifty one? Was that the one C36? that like? Oh, okay, yeah. never mind. C fifty one was the security that, one. I yeah, think. That's well, okay, that yeah. right, sure. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, well, when, that's, uh, that's another that's another episode. Another yeah, podcast. I, I could talk about that one for a yeah. long time. Yeah, I know. With uh, with with work and in school in the past too, mm-hmm. did you ever like you you mentioned again the word uh, disability? Did you use that word when you were talking to employers, past employers, or, um, or teachers to let them know why you were yeah, missing so much work? Yeah, I and think like so. are like because because you have something that's not really diagnosed. Yeah. Um, I imagine that there's there's probably people who. Don't take it seriously. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that was sort of like an individual thing. Like some people were really helpful and receptive to it, and other people were really dismissive. So I, I and I think that's also part of the reason why I've been at my job for as long as I have is just because they are so supportive of it and encouraging. And um, I can go to work and have orgasms, and they're not going <laughs> <laughs> to. Is, is that a persistent? Is that a persistent thing? Or that no, was like that was one just thing? once. It was just once. And never anyways, happened again. Was, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like hormones, just like they do the craziest things. Like, I, yeah, I, I've like sometimes my skin will get really dark. Like, I look like I've have I have a crazy tan. My eyes change color. My hair turns like a completely different texture. Like, they do absolutely the oh, weirdest whoa. things. What the the thing with your skin? Like, how, over what period of time? Like, you go from like like. Basic white girl to a black woman in like, uh, no, in like no, two hours. No, or? I don't think I quite I, like. And I'm sure there's lots of basic black anything, women out there too. Like, <laughs> I don't know why uh, I said it like that. That's like I just a, look like God a damn it. Like, yeah. I was like picturing more like <laughs> I was picturing I know, more like sorry. Snow White to Pocahontas. Yeah, like there a reference. Go, yeah, something sure, more like sure. let's yeah. Uh, yeah let's PG. God, yeah, we're just getting more and more subtly racist somehow. I don't know, but so but yeah, it's I guess it's like over over a short period of time though that like because you I guess you're not like out in the sun and, no. and like you would notice if you start like, getting dark for, for instance this summer I I had I had surgery and every time I have surgery like fucking weird things happen to me which is related to the hormone stuff um, what kind of surgery um, I had one of my ovaries removed in my appendix and just like sort of 
pretty serious reconstructive surgery because of endometriosis. So, yeah, right. Um, feels much better out than in. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyways, but after this is the second time I had had surgery for it, and the first time I um, I had some like weird side effects afterwards. Like the first week, I just like kept fainting. Um, which inconvenient and then, you like those goats that, I, yeah, uh, I make yeah, that joke all the goats. time because I do it, it is it's absolutely related to stress too it's like related to my adrenal glands we know this um, so like when That's I get stressed sweet. out or if I'm like sick for a really long time or if there's any sort of surgeries or anything serious happening then my adrenals just sort of go haywire and then all my other hormones will go nuts as a result so the first time I had surgery for that I yeah kept fainting the first week and then the second week I just like went completely insane like I was just like deeply, deeply, deeply depressed, like totally suicidal. First time in my life. Never been like that ever before. Yeah. And I just like sat there in the middle of my bed, bawling my eyes out for five days and then it just went away. Whoa. Like it was crazy. I kept like calling my doctors being like, this feels crazy. Something's going on. It feels hormonal. And they're like, well, we don't know what's going on. Like maybe we'll put you on antidepressants. I'm like, no, that's not what's happening. Like. I can feel that this is just... And this is after surgery one. Mm-hmm. And after surgery two, what was that so like? So we were bracing ourselves for yeah. me to like have some like mental health crisis or yeah. something. Um, after the first one, they thought that maybe I'd like gone into like a mini menopause or something. And then we later learned that I had adrenal issues. And so it was likely more related to that. But we didn't know that at the time. So it wasn't really like investigated that well. So anyways, this time we thought... I'd probably like just become deeply, deeply depressed again. So that's what I was like bracing myself for. And like the first week it was the similar and that I was like fainting, but it wasn't as bad as it was the last time. But then like about 10 days after, like almost the exact same timing, I just started randomly going into anaphylaxis. Whoa. 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 From no just idea. Just being, just being yeah. a human. Yeah. Um, I don't know. My immunologist said it's not, it wasn't related to an allergy that's like, environmental or anything like that he thinks that for whatever reason my body was just secreting more histamines or 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 we don't yeah know, right you know they, they they really don't know and so since then i've just like been on a daily heavy dose of antihistamines and i just carry an epipen with me <laughs> are you just are you like exhausted all the time uh i was at first but you kind of get used to it like, okay yeah and i'm only i'm on a lot too, do you so. do you fuck with like like uh do you drink uh, a little bit, not not a lot. Uh, do you like? Do you smoke marijuana? Uh, yeah, I smoke a lot of weed. Okay. Yeah. And do you find that the that that the, like is that kind of a medicinal thing, or you just yeah, you just no, tend to smoke weed? Is. Oh yeah. 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 And do you do you like fuck with psychedelics or any other kind of drugs? Like I, I have, I certainly have. And and has that have, have you noticed any any of that play a role into? Um, Altering or changing or intensifying or detensifying, if that's it a word. It sort of depends on how I'm feeling going into it, right. I guess. I mean, I don't know. I've eaten mushrooms a lot in my life, and I've never had a bad time. So They're so I great, guess, right? Yeah. 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 So great. yeah. Um, I feel like they should be a requirement to do once a year by everybody, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just exactly. for like a perspective. Yeah, like, like, uh, that's sort of like, like, totally the, purge. Yeah. like the purge, but yeah. with mushrooms instead. Yeah. Everyone yes. is like... Exactly like the purge. It yeah. would be That would be the exact opposite of it the purge, the, I think. I can totally opposite. <laughs> but it does... It makes me pretty sick afterwards. So you oh, yeah? Say, yeah, and like I can feel oh, really? it like in my body for a long time afterwards. Oh, so wow. I'm usually like, Ooh. Oh, crazy. I feel like, you know, <laughs> this is uh, obviously very unique um, because I've never heard of anything like this before. <laughs> and I, I I've doubt- heard of almost all of it separately. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I doubt that there will be many times in my life where I sit down and, and <clears throat> speak to someone who 
is kind of going through what you're going through. And like it, part of me wonders, so I, I, want, I was going to ask the question, you know, is there a part of you that, that feels the need or was there a part of you ever that felt the need to like really get to the bottom of this, like to become like a hardcore sort of um, like activist for your yeah. own health and 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 figure out what the fuck's going on? But then the more and more you you spoke and and kept you know and you keep telling us the shit that's going on, yeah. the more I start to just feel in my head like. Well, I would have just I I would resi- I would resign myself to yeah. it. I would just I would just say, you know, it's like you ever have one of those days where you wake up and you go to like make um, you go to make your coffee and you go to pour your coffee and f- fucking pours all over the kitchen and then you're like oh god and then you're like well I gotta take my dog out and you take your dog outside and your dog pisses on your leg and you're like son of a bitch and then you you go back <laughs> home and you can't find your keys and and then you, you're late by thirty minutes and then you find your keys and you go outside and. Someone's broken into your car, and you're like, "Fuck this day!" And then you get to work, and you find that you're fired, and then you're on your way home, and you get in a car accident, and you're like, just rolling and, with yeah. it. Now. And then at that point, <laughs> at that, and then it's at that point where you just have to go. Exactly. <laughs> like, right? Laugh like a fucking crazy person because yeah. you're like, "This is fucking yeah. hilarious." Yeah. Because yeah. like, there's nothing else you can do. Yeah. It's just like I'm. Yeah. <laughs> like this no. is fucked, you know. It's, and then that- I go through sort of periods where, like, I I do really advocate for myself a lot, and I'm really sort of pushy with people, and um, and then I sort of back off a little bit too. I like, I don't know. I, it's not something I have the energy to do all mm. the time, right? So there's definitely times <coughs> where I'm just like, ah, fuck it, like. I've done everything I can on my end at this point. I just have to like roll with it and see what happens next, yeah. right? So yeah, and so there's I mean, never, there's only so much you can do, yeah. you know. And so, so there's never been from any doctor any type of of lead or like we're we're gonna go in this direction because we feel like maybe if we go in this direction of oh, fuck I don't even know I'm talking on my ass we're researching yeah. in this particular field of the body we might glean some answers as to what is happening yeah I mean they get ideas all the time and they we try and do stuff but most for the most part my test results are almost normal like I, there's weird stuff going on with my blood like there's almost something that will always come up as abnormal with that and mm-hmm. sort of like vitamin issues and like my endocrine stuff there's usually s- some hormones that are off but nothing that's like a that consistent or that obvious like even when they do imaging tests and they see like my kidneys swollen or my heart's enlarged or whatever it often they'll do others and it, it looks normal again so uh, w- one question <laughs> that w- one question that I that came up in my brain <laughs> Probably about five minutes ago now is when you said that you you had severe endometriosis, which was mm-hmm. the cause of you having an ovary removed. Mm-hmm. How, how does the endometriosis take place, or how does it occur in the absence of your period? I or, I don't know. I mean, it's just the, that's the thing, right? So I think because. Um, like I'm not ovulating regularly because of my adrenal issues that that affects my ovaries. And then I think in order, in order to get your period, you need to sort of like ovulate and have the egg not be fertilized and then it would come out. Right. So that's how that process would work. So if I'm not ovulating, I'm still sort of growing endometrial tissue, but not in my uterus, just everywhere else. So it's just, I'm all confused. I, I find this stuff really fascinating because like I, 
have this like desire to want to try to solve puzzles and problems, and this just seems like a crazy puzzle to solve. You have to go to so, school for a long time, yeah. so and then be really confused but, for a long time. Yeah. But I also don't have to to just weigh in and make an uneducated opinion either. No, you certainly don't. Go so, for it. So I think that it's. I think that in my <laughs> non medical. <laughs> Experience. I would say that you you probably have like one thing that is like. like I don't know if you can use the word probably. I I'm, I don't know if you can use any of these words. <laughs> but one thing that is more predominant, and then like a couple side things that are smaller. So I think you have lupus. Yeah, <laughs> and, I found that one too. And endometriosis. And for separately. sure, ADHD, a hundred percent. And right, psychosis, and then the rest of it's in your head. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know about uh, that. I don't know about that. But some of these things are real hard to. You're the person we don't you know. like. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, I am curious to know. Um, you know, so you you were saying that you've had you've had a, a buttload of <clears throat> medical professionals kind mm-hmm. of uh, watching you over the course of you know years the years now. of your life. Okay. Um, are there docs that you've had for quite a long time that you you really vibe with, and and you know because you're saying like there's always constantly new specialists and new doctors and mm-hmm. things. Like, do you have one core doc that's just like we're gonna figure this out, Brittany? Like, we are gonna get to the bottom of this motherfucker. Yeah, that's my internist. He's he's kind of described as the house of Vancouver, and I've been told that if he can't figure this out, then no one, what, no one here will be able. What to is anyways. an internist? They just sort of like deal with like more more of all systems of the body, like not necessarily because initially they were sending me to like nephrologists and gynecologists and endocrinologists and immunologists, and then they're like a body contractor. Yeah, they sort of just are better at piecing together like. Multiple systems. Like I would, I would be a good one, probably. Yeah, probably. Um, Don't use that word. That means that the odds are with you. Yeah, when you Uh, use that word. So, and do you want to like you? How long have you been seeing this uh, Um, this doctor? I think about three years now. Okay, maybe maybe a little bit less than that. And do you have do you have like um, is there a sense of hope like with for you with with this guy? Um, Sometimes, I mean, I I would if you had asked me that a month ago, I would have said absolutely because he was super confident that like no, we're, like I'm going to be able to tell you a unifying factor that's making all of these things happen to you. And um, then we did a few tests, and he was like, yeah, I don't know what's going on. So well, <laughs> you know, he's like, let's follow up in six months, and <clears throat> and we'll check in and see what's happened. And, and so, that follow up though, like, what are you? What is What's supposed to happen between then and the follow-up? They mostly... Well, I have other things. So I'm waiting to see a geneticist, um, and I'm waiting to do, like, nerve conduction tests, um, and I'm also waiting for an MRA. So we're hoping that those will all be done by the time I see him next. And is this c- costing you money? Like, what's the what's the financial ramifications of, like, all these specialists and these all these tests and I stuff mean, like that? I mean, for the most part... Nothing. Um, it, it, I'm quite lucky to be living where I live. That, mm-hmm. it, that it's it's covered. Um, I my medications cost me a lot of money a month, but um, mm-hmm. other than that, there's not a obviously like these things. Like I don't know, my MRA appointment is like next summer. So if I <laughs> takes time, it takes time. That's what it's costing me. Really, is like time and mental anguish while, while waiting. I guess. But um, how would it make you feel if your doc? sat you down at your next appointment and said, I know 
I know the unifying thing. I, I've unified this. I've I've singled it out. I know what's causing this, but and I can I can tell you exactly what it is for the peace of mind. But we can't treat it. Yeah, and then that's honestly what I'm kind of thinking is likely going to happen when we do figure it out. Just because we've determined that it's it's super rare, whatever is going on, and when you're dealing with things that are super rare, that really sort of changes treatment options <laughs> you right. know there's probably there's a good chance that they anything they do will just sort of be experimental and trying to help me feel better which i i would take at this right. point i wonder um, if you'll uh, if you'll ever be in a medical book like i wonder I'm if sure you're, I'm in yeah. there. I'm do like, you, <laughs> did you like do you, is there any part of you that would like feels the the urge or the need to name your yeah your syndrome or your yeah yeah i'm mostly just because i feel like it would get me uh Better support from people um, because yeah. I can't say what's going on. Right, I yeah. feel like it's, it's hard. Like, it's hard yeah. to be like, uh, yeah. oh, I'm really sick. Well, what do you have? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Right. What, do you have any names <laughs> for my mysterious yeah. disease? No, I should come up with one. You never thought about it. Like, no, no you never like brainstormed. I mean, about there's like parts of it that I that I have names for. Like, I don't know, my bones really hurt all the time. Like, I can't. I can't have to like sleep in a really plush plush environment in order to feel comfortable, and so I call that Princess and the Pea syndrome. But oh, I like that. <laughs> um, yeah, the, I I mean I'm sure I probably do have other names. Nothing for what I don't know, Brittany, whatever's going on. <laughs> yeah, Just my the, name. The know. interesting <laughs> thing about it's going to be named after name. some like, all, old all the Britneys out there listening are like, yeah. oh, but I yeah. don't want my name to be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's, it's interesting because because <laughs> we. It, you know, you, you you would have some type of. It would be easier, probably, in society to say, "I have X." Yeah. And someone goes, "Oh, I don't know what that is, but it has a name, so it sounds legit." It automatically imbues the person that you're telling with like a sense of she has something. Yeah. Whereas, which just in contrast to it, we had an episode that uh, with a girl who has schizophrenia, mm-hmm. and. The whole time, we a lot of the conversation revolved around not necessarily labeling the the experience of of schizophrenia and what's happening in the mind, and and how the labeling of it takes away from uh, takes away from her experience. Which is, I just, I'm just finding it as interesting. Where I totally, I totally get the idea that if you put a name to something, someone, a lot of people will go, oh, okay, yeah, sure, mm. no clue, but. Yeah. It has a name, so yeah. Even like logistically speaking, like um, I mean, I'm I think I'm somewhat realistic. I realize that my health is getting worse as I get older, and it's going to become. It already is hard for me to work as much as I do, but it, it's going to become harder, likely. Um, and so I worry, like, eventually, if I need to go on disability, like I I don't think I don't know if I could get it because I don't have a diagnosis, right? So, Whoa, oh, right. that's you know? true. Really not cool. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, right. So I'm. Um, Future-wise, I'm like concerned Fuck. about income stuff. Have you have you them. have you ever heard of this website called CrowdMed? No. Oh um, yeah, you were talking about this uh, like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I, I heard it. I can't remember which podcast I heard it on, but I heard it on another podcast. Right, it's like and, a club. Uh, it's like a resort <laughs> down in the Caribbean, right? Exactly. No, it's not like that at all. It's so it's it's cr- like a crowd sourced kind of it's it's for undiagnosed or rare diseases. Mm. And you can uh post all like copies of all of your medical records, your history, you fill out all these forms and then doctors will go on and uh and will take your file on and like try to figure out 
what it is that's going on. That's very good. And I, I can't remember exactly if there's like any financial implications with the program, but um, I just quickly Googled a Huffington Post article. So a very CrowdMed, a very different kind of integrative approach is CrowdMed, which uses cross-disciplinary medical detectives and prediction market technology to accelerate diagnosis of complex conditions. Uh, the founder, Jared Heyman, was motivated by his sister's experience seeing nearly two dozen doctors and incurring over $100,000 in medical bills without learning why she could sometimes no longer even get out of bed. Um, blah, 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 thousands of other patients. Yeah, it's it would be something that's definitely worth looking into. Yeah, I'll um, Google when I get home. Yeah, I think the guy in the other podcast episode that I listened to, um, he had a very similar sounding situation, obviously different symptoms, but kind of the same undiagnosed medical condition uh, background to his story. And in the end, CrowdMed didn't work for him. Uh, it wasn't something that ended up working, but it would be it's really unique shot, though, to right? yeah, put, exactly. your, put your situation out <laughs> there. I got nothing to lose at this point. Totally, Because you're yeah. just in this country. I mean, yeah. <laughs> what are, are are the doctors here? Is there any type of network that they try to access to see if there's any doctors around the world that are... I'm yeah. not sure, really. It's a good question. Because I mean, like, like, what do you do, right? Yeah. Like, if someone comes into you, your office and, and they're like, here's what I've got. And you lay down that encyclopedia of like the shit that's going on, and they look at it and go, "Holy shit!" Well, I don't know what to do. <laughs> like, like, do you, like, do you? Is there somewhere somewhere for them to go? Like, is there? Or can you just get outside the country? Really, is really what I'm wondering because I mean, I mean, there's yeah. a whole world of doctors out there, and yeah. we, and there's different precedences in different countries and different cultures that are more have. Are, have more prevalence in certain areas and all these all these different things that you know. Who knows if there's a doctor out there that could look at you and go, huh, "I've actually seen something similar to this before, and this was what happened, and this is how we treat it, or maybe not treat it, but we know." I mean, you never like, and that's what I see the value in that yeah. thing. Something like no, and I being. certainly, obviously, would very much be into like going someplace where I can just pay money for them to like do whatever they can possibly yeah. think of. I just don't have money. right, yeah. It's, especially <laughs> so, when, like you said about yeah. disability, like if it gave you that that yeah. diagnosis so that you could eventually qualify yeah. for disability, yeah. whether you can or can't now, like that's. That would be huge, right? How does yeah. that make you feel that they that you can't that that do you know that it's not a possibility? No, I don't know that it's not possible. Um I know that it's harder. Right. Because um, there's just no one name to it. No. It's like you I get sick often. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're just like what things happen. They're like, Yeah, okay, we've heard that lots yeah. before. Um, <laughs> so just to shift a, a little bit away from um, you know, like trying to figure this all out. Yeah. Um I, I am curious to know how it's affected your sort of day to day life. Um uh particularly like how how I mean pe- we have people come in and talk about what they're dealing with all the time, and it's always a very singular kind of thing that may have multiple um, uh, symptoms, but n- nothing like this. And and it affects their relationships big time. Yeah, you know, every it in some way it always does. And I'm wondering uh, how this has affected yours over the last, you know, like I'm, your adult life. Uh, it's been very difficult for me to be in relationships with people. No um, doubt. Yeah. 
it, mostly it just seems because like things just get really serious really with me really quickly because because of the nature of my health like um i uh i get sick really really easily so anytime i'm like making out with someone new like i'll guaranteed just have like a killer flu for a really long time afterwards and really just, like i turn into like a wow. walking infection for like oh, so, so like your immune system is just shit too yeah it's total shit <clears throat> oh my yeah. god yeah so um it's, that's not a very fun way to start relationships no um <laughs> i really like you but uh, yeah. give me two weeks at least before yeah. the next time we have and here. like i do like build up an immunity to people eventually so it's like it, it doesn't make me as sick but it takes a long time and um most of the time i just i don't know i, I don't know how many heterosexual men you guys have been out with but it's not oft, often the best experiences especially when you're dealing with complicated mm, things, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Most people are just like, she's got a lot going on. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, see you later. Right. And, and what about yeah. like relationships with, with friends and family and stuff? Um, I you think, mentioned a support system. Yeah, yeah. My, um, I, my, my friends are really great. Um, they're, you know, they're super helpful for me when, when I need it. But at the same time, like... I think they're really they're respectable, knowing that like sometimes I'm just not well enough to see them, and it has nothing to do with me not loving them or wanting to be around them or anything. I'm just yeah. it takes me a while sometimes. So like even my close friends, if they go like a month without seeing me, it's not uh, that it's, it's, weird. Yeah. yeah, it's not that weird, right? So yeah. I don't know. They're good about it. Sometimes I feel like I they could be better, but <laughs> do you do you have a scariest moment that you can recall in your like? career of a as a, a professional super super sick person um, this summer has been pretty terrible with me just like randomly going into anaphylaxis at times. yeah that's pretty yeah. fucked up like it's that's really pretty crazy up. and yeah. like every time like i would just like be sitting at home and all of a sudden my head would get really itchy and then my ears would start to swell and then i'd like look down and my whole body would be like head to toe rash and i'd be wheezing and my lips would be swollen holy and stuff. shit yeah so uh Fortunately, did you call the ambulance? Like, what did you or no, did you I have just, your like, EpiPen at that point? I just yeah. epied myself. Um, the first oh, the first time it happened, like I'd have epied myself four times in like what's five that days like? Or yeah, like how's that? it feel? Does it like really? Does it feel really cool? I mean, uh, you can breathe again, so it feels pretty cool. Yeah, sure. Because <laughs> it's just a it's a shot of just pure adrenaline, right? Yeah, yeah. Or uh, sorry, not adrenaline, but um, uh, cortisol. Uh, no, it's, it's uh, epinephrine. It's ep- epinephrine, yeah. right? Right. Yeah, of course, it's an epipen. Yeah. Um. Uh, but they, but it, basically, it is a, a like a massive adrenaline shot. Yeah. Uh, do you like? Do you do you feel? I guess you're just Not like really. I want to breathe. Let yeah, me breathe. That's yeah. kind of yeah. And like was, afterwards, your thigh will be really sore for a few days. Yeah. Like, but you don't actually notice it going in because you're just like ah. Yeah, we're okay. sitting here in the <laughs> in the space that we're recording. Um, uh, the the uh, the herd the herd the herd production company. production company and uh, they've got this bitchin' Pulp Fiction poster up here on the wall right next to us oh my god and all I, I, every time I think of an EpiPen I think of that <laughs> iconic scene where uh, where John Travolta just jams the yeah. the needle right down into Uma Thurman's chest <gasps> yeah yeah and she just like wakes up but what, that was like 
opiate blockers, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, she was ODing she on was heroin, ODing. and I don't know. He just gave her some sort of shot of adrenaline yeah. of some sort. Yeah. They in the movie, I think they just refer to it as adrenaline, and it's in that huge needle that needs to go like through <laughs> yeah. the chest plate directly into her heart. <laughs> oh God! And yeah. he just goes. And <laughs> he's like, so I stab her three times. No, oh. you, you know, it, just fucking, just fucking put it in her heart, her heart, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, the guy who's driven out. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> we digress away from Pulp Fiction. But back to scary moments. I like now that you've triggered my brain into that. I, ha- I have actually a bunch. Um, mm. Any sort of all of my forays into sort of natural medicine have gone very very badly. Jerry's huh. um, <laughs> <laughs> Jerry's very on the fence about natural medicine as a primary form um, of care. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I sure am. Uh, Which like I, agree I usually with. end up at a naturopath's office out of pure desperation, right? Like, I just right. don't know what else to do. But I've, at this point, I've had like multiple naturopath providers that are just like, we're not comfortable treating you. Um, one time <laughs> because I, you have real illness. Yeah, and then, no, and they try and do stuff, and I end up. Oh, well, that's not fair either. Yeah. Is, that's not fair. Either. Yeah, it happens. I, it was a cheap day. We, we do know yeah. some good, some you know, some good people that are naturopaths, and I think. Yeah. That naturopathy has its place, but yes. Yeah. Primary care for somebody who experiences all of the illnesses. Yeah. I mean, so, I think for a naturopath to go, I don't feel comfortable treating you is probably, that's a fucking good, good naturopath. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, yeah. that's one of yeah. the good ones. Yeah, you know? for sure. For sure. Um, but there, there has been times when initially she was like, no, we're good. I can help you. Don't worry. And like, I, I think, I, I don't know, I had like pancreatitis or something like that. Like, I, I just like crazy digestive stuff that was making me very, very, very sick. And I lost like 20 pounds in two weeks and was just like, not okay. And again, they couldn't, had no idea what was happening or what to do to help me. So I ended up at the naturopath and um, she gave me like, just like a huge injection of like B12 and folic acid and I don't know, vitamins, whatever, just to boost my system. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then like I got home and I was lying in bed and I was like, I, don't, like, I really don't feel that well. And I was like noticing that my kidneys were really hurting. I was like, oh, this doesn't like, I don't know if that was supposed to happen. And then I like stood up and then just like urine just like poured out of me. Oh, like, I, I like shit. completely lost control of my bladder and was just like Whoa. filled with blood. So I went oh to the God. hospital. Whoa, that is like, scary. Yeah, it's super scary. And I went to the hospital and again, they're like, yeah, your kidney swollen, but like, mm. I, we don't know what's happened, but even then, like, they're like, "What I the was, fuck did you do? Take a whole bunch of B twelve or something?" You, you're not, and you're like, uh, yeah, "I did." And they're like, "Why?" <laughs> That's the thing, though. Apparently, like, no one's ever overdosed from B twelve. And like, I yeah, really like they've never heard of anyone having. And that actually is what like what that. happened. Yeah. Oh my god. Like, they said it was just like too much for my kidneys to handle. I'm like, well, why is it too much for my kidneys to handle? Like, shouldn't, I don't right, know. Right, B twelve. You know, the, and I they're know. also like, well, why does A B C D E yeah. F and G to all the way to Z? We don't know. Well, I was like sitting there going to like wait for my CT or whatever. I was like, you know, in the in the chair, and I stood up again, and still there was like I was sitting in a puddle of piss, and I had no idea. You didn't even know. Fuck, that's wild. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like that was just one time. I also tried. um, I also tried going in a float tank once. I don't know if uh, yeah, we are yes. actually we're, we're very, very big fans of float tanks. You are, eh? yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, oh god, yeah. oh no, tell us. Yeah, so my friends, it was my birthday. They decided to get me a gift certificate for Float House, so I could, you know, maybe this would be something that helped me or whatever. And I, I get that, like. In theory, it probably sounds like it, m- it might have been good for me. 
but like I was in there and like, I don't know, it was like an hour and a half or something. Like yeah, the first it's usually 70, 75 yeah. minutes is Nin- at, where we go, 75 years. minutes. Yeah. Yeah, and like the first little bit, I was like kind of having a chill time, and it was it was really enjoyable. Then after like forty five minutes, or maybe even like fifty or something, I started getting really really nauseous, and I was like, oh, like this doesn't this actually doesn't feel very good. And then uh, like my stomach started getting really sick, and uh, or like feeling like I was gonna like shit myself in the tank. So I started panicking. That's that I'm going that's to like, common shit the tank though. Or something. That's so, no. Yeah, that's common. That's the releasing of the demons that happens. Yeah. The, the purging yeah, of the right. demons every hour. I feel hour. like maybe yeah. was there some type of... I wonder if there was a, a reaction in your body to the amount of salts that your skin was well, taking there was. on. Yeah, oh. anyways. Oh. I So, like, I got out. And, like, as soon as I got out, I just, like, had horrible diarrhea and was puking my guts out, like, on the street. Oh, my God. Yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah oh my like, God. I was very, very sick. And they're like, how did it go? I'm like, I really don't feel well. And they're like, oh, like, that, really? And, and like, you're like, yeah. it's a long story. Like, I can't explain. Like, Bye. Pretty much. And I was just like, I, I got to get out of here. I got And, like, for some weird reason, I, I thought to myself that, like, I needed to get groceries before I went home. Like, <laughs> of course. I realized that I was going to be, like, sick for a while from this. And I was like, I can't. Like, yeah, I'm home. There's nothing there. Like, that's I your gotta, thought process? I better, I better get some sick chips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like get supplies better stock up on some inside. goodies <laughs> and so like oh I went God. I went to this Safeway at Broadway and Commercial I don't know if that's on your list of places to go but um, it wa- is now <laughs> yeah. the, 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 the washroom there is like <clears throat> the scariest public washroom I've ever been to in my entire oh, life no. like it's just like it, it's like and there are no good public washrooms uh, this one is like I can ex- there, actually that's not true I've been to some really nice anyways, I, I agree too one. neither here nor there but yeah, yeah. another that time that one's like this like steel room of hell like the walls are literally covered in steel and it's it's very much an emergency situation like only people go in there when they're in like in when they're about to shit and, yeah. and puke themselves yeah. and it was like a Friday night so there was already like puke all over the Wall. Which is why they cover it. Which is why they no. cover it in sheet metal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I got very, very, very sick in there. Of course, like toilets don't flush and there's shit everywhere and stuff. I like oh leave. no. This like dreamy man is walking in. I'm just oh, like no. oh no. Like I'm sorry. Like that's not all me. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. That was, that's a collection of people. <laughs> I took part. If that helps, only go in there if it's an emergency. And I just like ran away. So I might be seventy five percent. Oh my god! Yeah, I was like panicked. I didn't. Like, <laughs> oh my god! I just I just be like, wasn't me. See you later. <laughs> uh, no, like I would, like I, the horror on my face. He must have known something oh bad god. happened in there. Oh and no! Then, like, but the next day, like. My spleen was super swollen. Holy and, fuck! Like, my kidneys were swollen, and like I had to go to the hospital. And then, yeah. And what did they tell you at the hospital? They're like, like, "Oh, your your spleen's enlarged." <laughs> they're like, "They're like your spleen is a salt block." What the yeah, fuck happened? Pretty much. Like, try, kept trying to explain it to him. Like, I'm in this flow tank. Like, I think I think it did something to me, but like. All of my doctors, like, uh, uh, the ones that are the most interested in me are just, like, these old men, right? So they have no, they had no idea what I was talking about. Just yeah, like, they had no idea like, what a float, float tank, tank was. What's yeah. a float tank? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. that's how oh. geriatric doctors speak. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. It was just, like, I was getting no help there. They had, they had no clue. Can and, we... 
So was it the salt? Was it, was, it the salt? Apparently, because I, I did a ton of research into it afterwards, being like, what, what the fuck just happened in it? Um, apparently, because there's so much salt in it, like it, it's really hard on people with kidney problems because um, the right. magnesium in it is really hard. Tons of magnesium, yeah, yeah. for your kidneys to break down. Because it's supposed to be like if you go, the magnesium is supposed to. You're supposed to sleep like a baby that night yeah. because of the magnesium. Yeah. So but. there was that, and there's also like we also know that I have lymphatic issues. And it like moves around your lymph fluid a lot in mm. there, and I think um, those two things combined. I think that's why my spleen was so messed up. I, it just like Fuck. did me in. It's like even mm. the things that are supposed to be yeah. so therapeutic. It's just like yeah, oh, no. can't catch a break. Yeah, mm. I really can't. Have like, you ever- I go to the. I get a massage therapist, and like, he can't even really touch me. He just plays with my hair for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> just whispers yeah. sweet poetry in your ear. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. yeah I can massage your eyebrows. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, he just scratches my back. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever watched The Exorcist? Yeah. I feel like it, it. Like this is. I just. I keep thinking about her, and I feel like maybe that's the name of this illness. Yeah. I'm just possessed. Emily Rose. Uh, no, 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 no. That's that's a different movie. It's it's. Uh, I had to look it up. It's Regan. Yeah. Uh, Regan's disease. Regan's. You got a, a bad kid now. We'll, we'll figure it out. Um, <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get okay. there. Yeah, I, I caught myself. <laughs> yeah, okay. Good job, Ryan. <laughs> so one one thing that I um, <clears throat> that we often ask guests that come in and sit with us is, uh, what is one thing that your your illness or your your disability has taken away from you? Um. Uh, it's really hard for me to travel. Um, yeah, no doubt. My, like, I just like, have you I'm, ever flown? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I do it. I just okay. like, I like my, <laughs> uh, my very first like adult vacation. I went to Mexico with one of my girlfriends and I like got off the plane and was covered in shingles. So, oh, oh my god! What the fucking fuck! I know, fucking sucks. I don't know why. I don't know why I keep reacting like this is like a crazy thing it because was it's awful. like. And of course, my friend, like my friend, was a nurse too. She still is, but um, and I like, I was like, hey, Rachie, like. What's this rash? And she's, and she's like, like ah. go. And she's like, it's probably just like a heat rash. Like, don't worry about it. And I'm like, okay, it looks weird. And it was like progressively getting worse. I'm like, I think I have shingles. Like, I think I think I need to get like to a doctor. You've she's had like, well. everything. She's like, well, you know, like I just they're gonna put you on tons of meds, and we won't be able to like go out or anything like that. She's like, let's just let's just leave self, it for totally a little selfish. bit. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. And then like, my, I remember that night we were going to sleep, and she like literally got out of bed and was like, I can't I can't stay in here. It's too hot in here. <laughs> And it was because, like, my fever was so hot. Oh, my God. <laughs> that you're she just couldn't, like, like, stand you're like a radiator. Same, yeah, like, she couldn't even be in the same room with me because I was, like, so fevered. And then, like, we went the next day. I, like, sent a photo to my doctor, and he told me what meds to get. So I we went to a Mexican pharmacist and bought a shit ton of shingles can get uh, <laughs> Shingles can get fucked up. I, a, a, friend, a friend of mine uh, that I met in the building that I used to live in, he got shingles, and he got it, and if it... If it is, if you get shingles too close to your neck, it can get in a nerve that can get up into your face. Dude, and Mark made, Frank got it in his eyes. Right? Yeah, yeah. I thought he can go and blind. He got right? Super fucked. I've yeah, had it. He, started go blind. Go, he started going blind. <clears throat> yeah, my friend, he lost, he lost 
all the he, he went paralyzed. It paralyzed the right or the left side of his face completely yeah. to the point where he had no control over his eyelid and his eyes were drooping and his the, the side of his mouth drooped down. He couldn't like breathe through one nostril. It was crazy. crazy. Yeah. So I, I've, I it can also go to your brain. Um, right, which I've had. Um, oh, <laughs> shingles in the brain. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they call it like an aseptic meningitis, where it's like oh my. meningitis, but not um, the I mean, deadly kind. Yeah, not, yeah, it's not as it's not as serious as bacterial meningitis because it's okay. viral. So um, it, it's still very unpleasant. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've had it like I don't. I think four times now. What else have you had? Oh, I'm sure there's... What haven't you had? Yeah, like, there's, there's a lot of things where I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, that, no, that's what happened to me. And that's why, I'm coming back to Cyclical Vomiting Girl, Yeah. Um, when I, I listened to that, um, and I, I think she's having a bile duct obstruction. Like, I've had that happen to me multiple times, and just a lot of the things that she was saying were just very much rang to me as well, she did say that it was 50 that her her duct was 50 percent yeah i'm like i'm like i don't know why i don't know if it's like stones or like weird tumors or something i have no idea why but right. I, that, those are certainly symptoms of a bile duct obstruction and if she's listening she needs to stop eating raw vegetables uh, <laughs> yeah well oh, i mean really? she, she did say like yeah. i don't have a carrot, carrot. That, and that was the thing like that was that's what the first time it happened to me it was because i i had ate too many carrots and it, it blocked my I bile fu- duct i so. fucking hate carrots yeah. and and now I hate them even more. Yeah. But they're, they're good for your eyes. Those, 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 those stupid those bastard baby carrots. Avoid popcorn, too. Uh, so. the, uh. the other question that I wanted to ask you was, what is one thing that, uh, that your mystery disease has given you? I mean, I think it sort of gives me a lot of perspective and sort of empathy. I'm able to connect with a lot of people easily because... A lot of people that have health issues, there's certainly parts of it that I can relate to. Um, and so I think that mm. helps me. Um, my pain tolerance is incredibly high. Um, yeah. That's sometimes helpful, sometimes not. Um, I got to meet you guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet of you. Uh, yeah, and you've, got, you've gotten to, uh, I, I can almost guarantee you, blow the mind of Thousands of people that yeah. are listening because it's uh, it's it's a wild wild I story. And I haven't even mentioned how half my body is still growing. Yeah, what's up with that? I don't fucking know. Oh, so like, what do you mean? Not, like it's not half. vertically, which right? half and, and what? My and right half. Your yeah. right half is growing more than your left. I mean, I shouldn't be growing at all at this point. But yeah, yeah, my right my right side is still. Like your Slowly arms are getting longer. My arms are getting longer. My legs getting longer. Um, my feet, like I noticed it with my feet initially because like shoes that I had been wearing for years, all of a sudden my toe was busting out of them. And like, I, I don't know, that's like, it's a weird, it's a weird one to go to your doctors Whoa. to just be like, hey, I think my foot's still growing. What size is um, your right to your left? Like what's uh, the, if you put your hands together, like. It's not as the... noticeable in my hands, but it is noticeable. A little bit, yeah. I'll show you my feet. Yeah. Out of it. yeah. Um, that's pretty noticeable with your hands. Yeah, my feet are crazy noticeable though. Um, I mean, I'm saying uh, that like, based I, on I, mine like, being. Do you yeah. have a foot? Cool. Do you have a foot that's like one size? Yeah, bigger? no. Um, my left is seven, and my right's eight and a half now. Holy shit! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How the fuck do you shop for shoes? 
Um, I just like just, try and go in the middle and never have anything that fits properly. Oh, just yeah. but you two can socks also on your left foot. Yeah. You can also just like I, sometimes I do that. I'll get the bigger size and just like insole it. Like, yeah, yeah, right. Or or just well, go lead, and take one of the size you need out of one box and then one of the other box oh, and they, just buy them. They check you. Do they really? Oh, yeah, I've been I guess caught, I've never yeah. bought two. You've been caught trying shoes. to do that. <laughs> shit. Yeah, well, it'd be nice to have shoes that fit. Like, yeah, fuck yeah. You know, I don't blame you. That's really funny. But that would lead to. That's going to lead to, well, to that's, bone issues. That's, and, and it already has. Like, I just found out last week that I've got, like, degenerative disc disease. And, like, oh my, my, my spine is losing its natural <laughs> curve. And I've got so, bony protrusions. Again, and, I keep coming um, back to that. Like, that Just laughing at yeah. the and, like, absurdity of all of it. It was it's, so funny, too, because they were like, Doesn't, your back must really hurt. And I was like... Yeah, I guess, but like, there's other things that hurt me more, so I just never really mentioned that much about it. It's like, yeah, it's like when I get a headache, I'll like, do, I'll like try to hurt myself in other ways, or like, <laughs> it does. It weirdly distracts. And it really a does bit. distract, yeah. and it fucking yeah. changes it. Yeah, yeah, no, actually, like, yeah, like my, my, I'll get a headache, and my wife will be like, "Oh, give me your hand," and she'll start fucking driving yeah. her thumb into my into my like. Thumb and that's supposed to be the Chinese medicine uh, release plan. You know why? Because the Chinese were like, "Yeah, if you just hurt yourself yeah, here, it'll take your pain." It's right. Yeah. That is super dumb logic. Because if you hurt something so that it blocks out the other pain, then it means that it's hurting more than the initial pain that was there. So well, then that's you're just right, but more I'm causing else. it myself, so it's okay. Duh, doi yo 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 yo. Nah. Speaking <laughs> of uh, logic. Uh, I, I actually have nothing. Um, oh, but we are we we're are, logically at the end of this episode. Yeah, we, you know, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> we've logically found our way to the end. Uh, is there anything that we haven't touched on that you you would like to t- to touch on, or anything that you'd like to like say to anyone who's listening? Um, I don't. Yeah, I, I've said a lot, but I'm, I'm I'm certain there's there probably is a ton of stuff that I haven't haven't mentioned. Uh, I would guess probably. Yeah. 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 Would you find support if someone heard this and was like, "Holy shit! I've literally had everything that you <laughs> had that yeah, I don't absolutely. have." Fuck yeah. Thing. And yeah. getting and getting in communication with yeah. Someone. No, it was weird when I was one of the multiple times I was in the hospital over the summer because I was going into anaphylaxis. Like the emerge doctor there, he. Well, he like I'm so confused because he told me he's like, yeah, I went through your notes. You've got that funny syndrome. I'm like, what do you mean? Uh, <laughs> You're like, there's a name. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, poems. I'm like, what? Um, and I was like, well, my, like my doctors never told me that, and so I kind of expected my doctor to at least mention that or test for the things that you normally would test for for that illness when I went to see him next, but. He didn't, so I just like I have no idea where that guy got that information from. But I've been looking into him. Like, yeah, it actually sounds like I might have that. So is, um, that, is that a separate yeah. thing, or is this the, or is this what you think might be the unifying? I think thing? I think like um, I think it's probably part of it. Okay. P O E like poem. Yeah, poems like like uh, like poem syndrome. Poem, yeah, and it's just like it basically it's just like. A rare multi-system illness that causes all these things, and um, a rare, a rare, a rare uh, incantation that is muttered so that one person will have to go through all of the illnesses that anyone could ever go through. Oh, this is really funny. Curse poems syndrome, also known as Crow Foxe syndrome, also known as Takatsuki disease. 
also known as PEP syndrome. So they're just like, well, we've got yeah. a thousand different names for it because there's a bunch of people out there with a crazy disease and they all just yeah. named it what they want. Uh, is a rare medical syndrome. It is defined as the combination of a plasma cell proliferative disorder, t- typically myeloma, uh, polyneuropathy, and effects on many other organ systems. That well, was just I mean, as unclear as yeah. as, as, yeah. as, as Brittany's syndrome. Yeah. 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 Uh, wow. Interesting. Okay. I. You know what? I'm. I'm really. I mean. I know that. Um, I. I think that there's. I think that there's definitely a hundred percent like hope out there that you're going to find. You're going to find the the thing, right? Like yeah. you're going to find the name of what this is, or you're going to find that that the. The you know, the, the the patient zero within your body that's that's spawned this like this fucking zombie outbreak of whatever the hell's going on inside you, and I don't know like I, I'm I I'm looking forward to the day of when you reach out to us and say hey bring me back on your podcast because they figured out what the fuck's going on in my body and I'm we can have that conversation. For that too. I just got chills so hopefully yeah. that that is something that might come tr- true. I, I think so. Will. And yeah. I think that that's a conversation that's going to be really fucking cool. Yeah. And yeah, I'm rooting for you and your team. Thank I, you. I feel like they yeah. there's there's a they're goddamn better be, you yeah. know, like there better be a fucking answer. I want to yeah. check out CrowdMed too. I will. Yeah, look into yeah. that. One one last thing I did just want to say is I I like I spent many years um, like really not getting a lot of support at all from people and medical community (laughs) included. Like it was only in the last like five years that I've actually found good doctors that believed me and supported me and stuff. And for the longest time, like people really did just treat me like I was crazy. They didn't take me seriously at all. Um, Like they even just tried to put me on like heavy mental health meds when I, I, I didn't need them. That wasn't what was happening. Yeah. They just weren't listening to me. And I had to put in a lot of effort to like convince my current medical team that like I'm, I'm not crazy. And, and part of that was being really mindful about how I speak to them and like not right. to get too worked up when I talk to them. And like I had to be really manipulative to sort of get where I am. And it mm-hmm. took a lot of work. And I don't think people realize that and they also don't think how much people realize that like the mental illness stigma will just like negate any any other health issues that you have going on right. people just don't take you seriously if they think you're mentally ill yeah right? patient yeah, advocacy the, that patient that self advocacy that self patient ag- advocacy is something that's come up a number of times on the show and yeah. i think it's a, a a really fucking important reminder yeah. for a lot of people cuz i don't think that it's i mean in your case <sighs> Like of course, but uh, I think it, I think that that's also a really common thing in in many other people's experience in their in their illness and what they're dealing with. Um, so I, I think that that yeah, that's a really good reminder to like stick up for your your own health yeah. rights and like you know. Yeah, and there's definitely been times when, like, you know, like I can feel things that are happening, and they're like, oh, "No, that's not what's happening," and like, mm-hmm. and it makes you think, like, "Oh, like maybe I am crazy or something." But then something will happen. I was like, "No, there's no way. Like this, yeah. this is absolutely there's my no body, way. Not... I'm shitting yeah. and puking there's, within the yeah. Safeway like metal yeah. dome bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> something's up. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. so it's those moments that sort of like invigorate me to sort of keep pressing people to look into this because. Um, I mean, really, it's 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 me that's going to suffer, right? So mm. I have to I have to do what I can to 
keep pushing for myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. thank you, Brittany. Uh, that was a fascinating conversation, and uh, and yeah, I'm really glad. I'm glad we we were able to link up and, and make this work. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, thank you all for listening, for tuning in. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that, uh, and if you did. Uh, number one, share this episode with someone you know. Um, and number two, go to iTunes uh, and give us a subscription. And mm-hmm. you know what really helps big time is uh, we want to stay within the top 200 uh, comedy podcasts. Uh, Bigly. Help, helpfully, especially in Canada, but uh, also it would be awesome to get into that list in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you go to iTunes and give us a rating and a review, that actually does quite a bit to keep us in that in that. Uh, that list, and uh, we've been there since we started in, in Canada, and we want to we want to stay there, and it's and it's been great so far. So, and for everyone who's given us a rating and review, we love you for it. Thank you so much. Um, and also, we're looking for uh, your support on Patreon. Uh, you can go to www.patreon.com/sickboy, and on there, if you become a patron, you get to check out some of the coolest. Exclusive content. Exclusive. Oh yeah, um, it's uh, it's great. We've got all of our live shows are up there. We've got exclusive episodes up there, um, and a whole bunch of other really fun shit. Um, that's it for today. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor, and I'm Jeremy. And this is Sick Boy. <laughs> okay, wait, 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 <laughs> wait, 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 wait. We just stopped recording. We have to come back and just record for just an extra moment. It went. So I was like, thanks a lot, Brittany. We were like, oh, yeah, yeah, it was good. Well, we didn't even get to the point where I talked about how I grew an extra spleen. Yeah. What? I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, apparently that's something your body can do if your spleen's not working that well. Or Whoa. some people just have extra ones to begin with. Like in my case, I've had imaging tests done my whole entire life. So I, I when they were like, oh, because I went in, I was in Emerge because I was having a lot of pain in that area. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, we don't know what it is. But like, you, it's just an extra spleen. And I was like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> they, just, they just brushed it off like, no, yeah, that's no, just they, your second it, spleen. Kind of. And they were just kind of like, you know, a lot of people have them like, <laughs> They usually don't comment on them because it's not, it's not like people, sometimes it just happens. We don't want the world freaking out. Yeah. And I was like, but like, I, like, I didn't have one before. Like I find it hard. They're like, well, they probably just didn't report it. I'm like, I find it hard that in like the dozens of imaging tests, like no one would have mentioned my second spleen until like 20 years later. Like, I I don't know. (laughs) Jesus. There you have it. There you have it. (laughs) That is the, that's a thing. Yeah. It's like a salamander tail. I grow things. My body's, my body's growing all over the place. So. Jesus. Yeah. Well, 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 there we go. Glad we got that. Uh, That's it for today. I'm Brian. I I am also again, Taylor. (laughs) I'm Jeremy and this is sick. Oh God. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.